Welcome back, dear listeners, to yet another episode of the Through the Better podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and joining me today is uh, no one. It's yet another solo episode, but it's an exciting solo episode because finals are upon us in the men's in just under 24 hours, we will see Brisbane taking on Richmond the third time in four seasons that these two teams are clashing. Um, I, for one, am super, super, super excited for that game. Um, this episode will be significantly shorter, uh, partially because um, it is so close to the finals um, starting and also because I am recording this at 3.30 a.m. because I forgot to do this yesterday. Um, and so I'm very tired, so I'm going to keep this as brief as possible. So I'm going to dive into previewing the finals, who I think is going to win the Premiership Grand Final matchup, whether or not I think each team in the finals are a realistic chance of winning it or not, who I think is making up the numbers before diving into who I am tipping for this weekend. So let's start off with the teams that currently that are in the finals, do I think that they have a chance of winning the premiership? And let's start off with the eighth place Bulldogs. Um, take nothing away from them. They know how to grind out a and leave it to the last minute Indiana Jones sliding under the, under the door. They know how to get into finals at the last possible second um, 2021. Uh, sorry, 2020, 2019, it took until uh, late season surge, same in 2020. And again, it's happened in 2022. Um, barely survived a Giants outfit who are the third worst team in the competition in round 22, only beat them by five points while they only got into the eight by 0.6%. Um, and because Carlton failed to win a game during the final final. Uh, month of the season, which I'm still gobsmacked by the fact that they didn't do that. So for me, I can't see the dogs um, winning anything this September. Truth be told, they're the team that's really, really lucky to be there. You could say that often about teams who finish eighth. Not always, though. I mean, the Kangaroos in 2016 won their first nine games of the season. Um before only winning three more for the rest of the year. Um, I think a team that wins their first nine games of the year deserve to be in finals, no matter what happens for the rest of it, um, which probably was so, uh, was so ghastly about Carlton and St. Kilda's second half of the season for both of those teams being in the positions that they were in. But that's besides the point. Um, also, I am doing this on the fly, off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to also throw in a key element for all teams involved if they are to win this premiership. Um, for me, I think it's got to be their midfield. The Dogs is such a powerful midfield, but on paper at least, but for some reason they just keep getting walked over um, by bigger body midfielders. I mean, you look at what Melbourne's done to them the last couple of times they played in Geelong, for example. Um, and I just think that that's going to be the life or death situation for the dogs this year in finals. If they can get, if they can get their midfield working, their systems working so that they're not a revolving door at a hotel for opposition midfielders to just waltz on through, then 
they might stand a chance because their forward line is good. Their forward line is good when they have the ball delivered to them. Um, on a platter, they are unstoppable. But again, it's pretty difficult to score when the opposition midfield is dominating so much. So for me, I don't think the dogs are very realistic, unfortunately for them. Um, but yet again, they are the only team since the current top eight system was uh, introduced ahead of the 2000 season. Uh, top eight introduced in 1994, but it was a different different top eight structure, 1994 to 1999. Um, really weird, weird structure they had. It was first versus eighth, second versus seventh, third versus sixth, and fourth versus fifth. Um, two highest ranked winners would then host the prelim finals. Two lowest ranked winners would then host the semis, while the two lowest ranked eliminate uh, sorry two lowest ranked losers would then get eliminated, um, which is a weird weird fixture to weird fixture structure to think about. But nevertheless, um, they are the only team since the current top eight structure with you know, the double chance and qualifying finals and pre, you know, prelims and all that, all that good stuff got introduced in 2000. Um, and so with that, I am, they are the only ones to, to, to win it from outside that top four. Um, as you can tell, my brain is struggling at the moment, but I'm going to power through this. Um, and if they can, they did it from seventh, why couldn't they do it from eighth? You know, they almost did it from fifth last year, so they know how to win three or four finals in a row. Um, they do head back to Perth, though. The scene of their first win in the elimination final in 2016, though granted at a different stadium that no longer no longer exists, um, but also the scene of their grand final humiliation last year. So it'd be interesting to see what that does psychologically for them. Um, but no, for me, the dogs are not realistic at all. Sorry, dog fans. Uh, Richmond in seventh now. Um, what a roller coaster year for the Tigers! Real roller coaster season. Um, started off pretty terribly, two and six, then dominated round seven to 17, only lost two games during that stretch. One was by three points, the other one was by six points. And they were very unlucky to lose both of those. Um, and then the three-week stretch where they didn't win a game, where it was looking like they would cost themselves a spot in the finals, losing to Gold Coast, losing to North Melbourne, drawing against Fremantle, all games they had in their grasp and they let slip. Um, and then that second half against Brisbane and how they turned it around, absolutely unbelievable. Um, and they've looked unsellable since then. So do I think that the Tigers are a realistic chance of winning the finals, winning the premiership this year. I'm just thinking about how tricky it would be for Richmond to do it. I mean, one team did it from seventh, but that was that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So I can't see another team doing it from seventh. But if someone wants to do it, I mean, the Tigers, they looked untouchable in that last month. But we're really interested to see how they deal with the momentum uh, blocker that is the pre-finals buy. I'm, I'm, I'm right on the borderline of whether or not they're a realistic chance, right on the borderline. 
with the Tigers. Um, as for, well, I just saw a few hours ago, as reported by Fox Sports, a video of Dustin Martin appears to be at a strip club uh, grabbing, right, seeming to grab the breasts of a uh, woman sitting on someone else's lap. Um, this could not have come at a worse time for the Tigers. They don't need distractions. I mean, Dusty is already going to be the talk of this week with Damien Hardwick saying, you know, oh, it's only 80% fit um, and then picking him anyways. I don't know the logic about pick, picking someone who's 80% fit, um, especially because Shane Edwards has been dropped. And my understanding is Shane Edwards doesn't have an injury concern. So why you would drop Shane Edwards when he's arguably more important to them than Dusty is this year for Dustin Martin, who's 80% fit, makes no sense to me whatsoever. But this could not have come at the worst time for the Tigers. But that being said, they have the experience, the finals experience, what it means to win premierships. They've done it multiple times. They play at the Gabba on Thursday. Uh, very happy hunting crown for them. Great memory of the 2020, I'm sure. Um, in terms of what I think is going to be the most important thing for them is it depends entirely on which Richmond shows up. Will it be the Richmond defeating, uh, defeating, excuse me, combine the word beating and defeating together, debating. Will it be the Tigers beating the Tigers? Will it be that Richmond of that three-week stretch? Or will it be the Tigers of the month afterwards? So for me, I'm right on the borderline with Richmond. It's all about the mentality that they have coming into this. Speaking of Brisbane, let's get on to the Lions. Are there a real, realistic chance of winning the premiership? No. Simply because even if, right, even if they beat Richmond on Thursday with Cam Rayner missing, arguably their most informed forward, even if they beat the Tigers, they would then have to beat either Melbourne, who the last three times the Demons have played Brisbane. They have smashed them, including twice this season. Or the Sydney Swans, who are on a six-game winning streak. Even though Brisbane did beat Sydney comfortably earlier in the year at the SCG, off-current form in that hypothetical matchup, you would tip the Swans, surely. For me... The final month of the season normally provides a very good guide to how a team is going to go in September. I think it was Fox Sports. I'm trying to remember the stat. I think the Sydney Swans in 2012 were the only team who, over the only premiers, who over the last month had a lower, uh, had a worse record than two and two. I think the Swans went one and three during their last month and pulled it out anyways. 
most go three and one or four and zero. They think if you look at like Melbourne, three and one, think of Swans, four and zero, Collingwood, three and one, Geelong, four and zero. Those are the teams that I think are in premature contention. Brisbane have looked very, very mediocre in their last month. Even in their wins, they've looked mediocre. I went against St. Kilda. They should have crushed them. And they only got by because St. Kilda couldn't hit a, to quote Johnny English, couldn't hit a barn door with a banana. So for me, no, Brisbane, not, not realistic at all. If they are a chance, they've got to rediscover some defensive efforts. And I know it's been a struggle for them all season, but they've got to discover it from somewhere. Like it wasn't that long ago they were hard to play against and hard to score against. They've been leaking like a sieve for the last half of the year. I think it was Jonathan Brown who mentioned that it was a problem for him and he couldn't see Brisbane winning the premiership because of it. And same with me. If they can rediscover some kind of defensive effort that can restrict the opposition from kicking goals, then I think that they're a chance. But that's a big if at the moment. Um, so no, sorry, Brisbane fans, not realistic. Fremantle in fifth. Do it for Dave. Is it happening? Is it happening? Um, I think it could happen very easily. I think it could happen. I think Fremantle for me, um, they are, and it's easy to say because they finished fifth, but when you consider how good they were, right, with the exception of maybe like four games throughout the maybe five games throughout the entire season, they were pretty damn good in a significant majority of their matches. So to finish fifth, I think it's extremely unlucky. Um, with that being said, they did have a little bit of form slip in the second half of the year. Um, and again, it's just, do I trust them to, if they beat the dogs, do I trust them to then beat either Collingwood or Geelong at the MCG? I'm not 100% sure that I do. But with that being said, that extra motivation from David Mundy, and that's going to be the key, right? That's going to be the key for Fremantle, right? They're young, they're experienced. People don't really expect much from them. But the expectation, instead of coming from their experience or their, well, lack of experience, it will come from the fact that David Mundy, their favorite son, one of their best ever players, is retiring. So can they hashtag do it for Dave? Can the Dockers do it for Dave? That's going to be the motivation and that's going to be the key this September. And also, also talk about motivation. They haven't won a premiership yet. And if they need more motivation, they haven't won a premiership yet. So how much motivation will that take them? For me, their gap between their best and their worst is a little bit too much. So for me, I'm, I'm saying that they can't win the premiership this year. Um, you know, their best is amazing. Their best is dominating Melbourne at the MCG and beating Geelong and Geelong, you know, beating Geelong and Geelong. That's insane. That's crazy. Dockers hadn't done that since Ross Lyon was coach. But they're worse. Getting crushed by the Gold Coast. Getting comfortably beaten at home by Melbourne. 
having that ugly draw against Richmond. And let's admit it, they escaped with two points in that game. For me, their gap between their best and the worst is too much. So I'm sorry, Fremantle fans, but that drought's going to last a little bit longer. Collingwood in fourth. Who would have thought? Collingwood, I used the analogy earlier when talking with a Collingwood supporting friend with Liam, the other one of the other covers on this podcast. I said Collingwood is like in a sense, like an impending sense of doom, of doom, like um, like when NASA has announced that the last attempts to blow up an asteroid heading towards the Earth has failed and humanity is done for. Or like when a new Nicolas Cage movie gets announced and you know it's going to be hitting theatres. Like that kind of impending sense of doom. For me, it's been an incredible rise. And I've seen them three times live to see at Collingwood which is three times more than I would normally recommend someone to see Collingwood Live. But with that being said, they have been unbelievable this year at Collingwood and they fully deserve all the plaudits that they have been getting. Craig McRae should be coach of the year in 2022. If he isn't, then it's, it's stupid. He should be. I mean, take a team from 17th to 4th in the space of one year, it's insane. Um, and and I hate saying this because they're Collingwood, but they're fun to watch. Like they're electrifying to watch. The change from last year's dour and drab, uh, uh, dour and drab game plan to how exciting this year's is is crazy. So yeah, full kudos to Collingwood. Can they win the premiership? Playing the way they've been playing, why not? The key is, though, is how long can that last? How long can that energy last for? Because it would take a lot of energy, I can imagine, to have to come back from big deficits again and again and again and again, and you know, and hang on for nail biting win after nail biting win after nail biting win. I'm just wondering when will they hit the wall? That for me is the key how they keep that energy going throughout the season and whether or not Craig McRae can tell the youngsters at Collingwood, hey, you're in finals, right? But you got to treat it like any other footy game that you've been playing, right? Ignore the noise, right? Embrace the occasion, but ignore the noise. It's going to be amplified during the final series and just enjoy yourself. So for me, Sure, why not? Collingwood can win the flag this year. As if the 2020s haven't been bad enough. No, I can't say that. That's too mean. I'm sorry, Collingwood supporters. That's too mean. But nevertheless, you guys, in all seriousness, should be commended for an unbelievable season. And I am definitely not jealous of what you guys have been able to achieve. While my club, Essendon, have been an absolute basket case Speaking of my team, though, the other team that I support have been doing amazing. Geez, when the Swans were beaten by the Bombers, I thought the Swans were done for. 
I thought the Swans were in real trouble, haven't lost a game since, and they've won convincingly almost every single time. Beat the Dockers convincingly in Perth, ended Collingwood's win streak. No problem, handled a dogged St Kilda outfit. No problem at all. The Swans have been electrifying this year. Beat Richmond, coming from behind. Crushed, crushed along. How many, how many, how many teams can say that this year? They crushed Geelong. Beat Melbourne at the MCG. Does that bode well for Friday night? Who knows? Got to be some kind of confidence boost, though. Can the Swans win the Premiership? Absolutely, they can. Their mix of youth and experience is almost perfect to win a Premiership. And not only that. But like Collingwood, that youth, the energy that the youth brings, it's the players like Warner, and it's the players like Logan McDonald, it's the players like Errol Golden. Like the energy that they bring is unbelievable, but it's also the experience. Parker, Buddy, Kennedy from the sidelines. It's an incredible, incredible time to be a Swan supporter. Think back to two years ago, you know, granted it's not as amazing as Collingwood's sudden rise, but still pretty good. 16th to third in the space of two years. That's pretty, that's pretty damn great. Can the Swans win the premiership? Yes. The key, the key is to play four quarters of football. They started to do it in the second half of the year, but even then they were dodgy. Dodgy, dodgy efforts. I mean, they had to pull the three man to win out of the bag, kick the last few goals of the game to win that. Uh, but we're quite facing quite a bit of a deficit in that game. Um, St Kilda, I was there, round 23. They looked really average. And good news for them, they looked average and they still won by over two goals. But, geez, they, had to, they have to play better than they did in that game if there's any chance to win the premiership this time around. Game against Richmond, trailed by five goals. Had to pull that out of the bag. Same with Melbourne, had to pull that out of the bag. So a little bit like Collingwood in that they are great at chasing down a team. But the question is, how long is that sustainable? But like Collingwood, Sydney can win the premiership. Why not? On to Melbourne. Well, wasn't looking like they would get to the top four for quite a while. So full kudos to them. They've made it. Second place, finally getting to host a qualifying final at the MCG. They have played amazing football over the last month. Amazing football. Unlucky to lose the game against Collingwood, although granted they, they threw that game away. I'd say unlucky. They weren't good enough to win that game. But that game aside, they have been unbelievable. And when they've won, they have trounced really, really good opponents. Brisbane at the Gabba for crying out loud. Fremantle and Perth. It was child's play for the Demons. But can they win the Premiership? Absolutely. Three wins out of their last month. That normally bodes pretty well for teams looking to win their first, uh, looking to win the premiership, and that motivation to finally win a premiership at the MCG for the first time since the 50s, sorry, not the 50s, the 60s, 
is said to be huge for them. So for me, yes, they can. Um, in terms of the most important factor for them, whether or not they're going to win it, is whether or not they can continue their ferocity from the last month. Like that tackling pressure, the insane way they just move the ball. It's like a red and blue wave just down the field, how they support each other time and time again. I mean, they were an unstoppable force in September last year. The question is, can they do it again? And I think actually the palm reflection, we've heard, I've heard, well, Matthew Lloyd talked a lot about how the Bombers didn't have the hunger that they did in 2000, in 2001, why they didn't win the premiership. Right, the Cats, 2008, did the Cats have enough hunger to win that? Maybe, maybe not. So for me, the question is, do the Deeds have the hunger? If they do, they'll be unstoppable. If they don't, then they're not going to win the premiership. So simple as that. As for Geelong, well, start of the year five and four, won the next 13 games. Did or not believe in dropping a game before the finals, obviously. Fair enough, too. Only three, I think, I think only two teams have actually gone into a grand final, winning the premiership 16 wins in a row to claim that flag. Carlton in 95 and the Lions in 2001. Um, I think I saw that stat on the AFL website, if I remember properly. Um, so Geelong could join ratified air. The question is, can they deal with the pressure? That's the thing that's going to be there. Because every team's under pressure for different reasons. Fremantle, David Mundy, Melbourne want to win a premiership in front of their home crowd for the first time in almost six decades. Um, but Geelong is under the most amount of pressure compared to any other team, not just because they're minor premiers, but because since 2011, they have done so well in home away seasons and they have flopped in finals. They have failed in finals football and they simply, they can't do it again. They cannot do it again with how dominant they have been and with how old some of their stalwarts like Hawkins, like Dangerfield, like Selwood, are getting the key players, the reasons why they are being so good for so long, they're getting older and they won't play forever. They have to win the flag this year. They they simply, they have to, right? I mean, the Tigers in 2019 entered the finals on an amazing win streak. So maybe perhaps upon reflection, no one was going to beat Richmond in that final series. Um, 2020, the Tigers in the grand final, again, they were up against a team that had so much premiership experience um, and were just obviously way too good for them on grand final day. But for me, this is a year. I mean, no one else has been nearly as good as them. They finished on top of the ladder two games clear. They have to win, surely. Can they deal with that pressure? That's going to be key. Can they win the premiership? Of course they can. But it's all up in their noggin about whether or not they can deal with the pressure. On to the first week of finals predictions. Now, I made this tip before the teams came out. But now that the teams have come out, I'm even more confident in this tip. It's Brisbane versus Richmond, 
for the third time in four years at the GABA in the finals. And for the third time in those four years, it's going to be a qualifying. No, it's not a qualifying final. Actually, what I'm talking about this time, it's an elimination final. Nevertheless, the stakes even bigger. Lose and you go home. Opening game of the final series. I hope that they get a full crowd up there. Thursday night football might be a bit tricky, but what an electrifying, electrifying season that the Tigers have had. The Lions stumbling a little bit. I took Brisbane because I just had a feeling with their backs against the wall and with how pissed off they would be with all this talk about flopping in finals that they would turn it around. And finally, the teams have come out and I see that Shane Edwards, arguably one of the most important players for the Tigers, are not, it's not playing. He's not, he's being dropped. How could you drop? I'm, I'm so confused at that. No form slump from what I've seen. No injury concerns. And you bring in an 80% fit Dustin Martin instead. I think that decision will cost the Tigers the game and thus their season. Brisbane by eight points in a colossal upset. Unless, of course, Dusty kicks six goals like he did in the 2019 qualifying final, but you know, who knows? On to Friday night, I'm going to this game. It's Melbourne versus Sydney, the city rivalry coming out on the football field. I am so excited for this game. It'll be my first ever finals match. Be wearing my red and white scarf. I hope we win. And I think we will. We beat Melbourne there earlier in the year when the Demons were absolutely flying. So why couldn't we do it again while the Demons are flying? Even better, Swan supporters, right? Fellow Swans fans, how about this, right? Well, I'll get to a grand final tip in a second and the Premier's tips later, but here's a good omen for us. 2005, 2012, we finished third in the home away season. And I think it was 2005, we also finished with 16 wins. So how about that? I'm tipping this once by 10 points in what should be a thriller of a game. And I hope they get close to 90,000 people. They might just get a bit under 90,000, but they'll get more than 90,000 for this next game, Geelong versus Collingwood at the MCG, Saturday twilight. Wow, what a game this promises to be. Melbourne finals back with a bang this weekend. I tell you what, hmm, what a game it was earlier in the season when these two teams played each other. When the, when the Magpies were up by six goals and the Caps ended up coming back in that amazing last quarter and winning by 13 points. Oh, how the tables have turned, Geelong being the powerhouse they've been since the early part of the season and Collingwood being the great escape artists. For me, I think the class of Geelong will be too much. I think the bye will interrupt Collingwood's momentum. Haven't had a lot of experience with the youngsters coming through, dealing with the bye. I'm tipping Geelong to win an epic I'm tipping them by three to four goals. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer than that. And truthfully, if Collingwood would win, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Either way, they should get 1990 to 1990, sorry, 1990,000, 1990, 1990, if that makes any sense. 90,000 to 95,000 is what I meant to say. 
to that game. And I'm, oh, I'm so excited for that. Like Melbourne will be rocking. Speaking of rocking, the Dockers and the Dogs in Perth get 60,000 to that game. Nat Fife not playing for the Dockers, Libertore not playing for the Dogs years ago. Both of these two players being out would have been huge for their respective sides. But I think the Dockers have, I don't want to say they moved on from Fife, but he's nowhere near as important as he was two or three years ago for the Dockers. So for me, the two-time Brownlow medalist not playing, it's not that big of a deal. However, the Dogs missing one of their best midfielders in a midfield that is struggling a lot more than it already is anyways, that is huge. And because of that, and because it's in Perth, and because of the momentum and the emotion around David Mundy, I'm tipping the Dockers to get the win this weekend pretty comfortably. Six to seven goals. Wouldn't be surprised if it's more than that. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit closer than that. But the Dockers should do it comfortably. As for my grand final tip, I am tipping Melbourne and Sydney in the grand final simply because I think any team outside the top four, I just can't see them winning it because it's just too difficult to win the premiership from outside that top four. I think Collingwood are too young and too inexperienced in finals. And I think Geelong, they'll do what they always do with the choking finals football. I think whoever wins this will win their prelim final, um, either at the MCG or the SCG. Whoever loses this and will play in the semifinals, I think they'll win their semifinal pretty comfortably and then take on either Geelong or Collingwood. Again, Collingwood, too inexperienced. And I think Geelong, they'll choke in the prelim like they always do. So for me, it's a Melbourne-Sydney grand final. As for premiers, as much as I would love, as much as I would love to say the Swans, I think the Demons at home will be to just psych. Psych, of course I'm going with the Swans. What I would be mad to tip against them. The Swans season has been phenomenal, and I think the Swans will end up with their sixth premiership and their third since moving to the Harbour City and their third this century. What a football team they have been. Heartbreak for the Deeds on grand final day. Um, it'll be an absolute epic decider. I'm tipping Sydney to win. I'm not going to do a margin because it's ridiculous to tip the margin of a grand final a month out. But anyways, thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode of the Through the Banner podcast. Um, if you're wondering why I've been speaking so quietly, it is now 4 a.m., so I'm trying not to wake up my neighbours. Uh, join me for future episodes. AFLW and AFL episodes come out every single week. Until then, sayonara. Sayonara.